Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Today we're continuing our, our sermon series, uh, uh, it's entitled Abide. Abide is a title. And it's been based on the book of John, chapter 15, verse 4 through 5. And the verse says this, it says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And Jesus goes on to say, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Praise God. We give thanks for his word that speaks to us and We've been talking about when, when the, the word abide means to remain, to remain in him. And Jesus said, remain in me and you'll bear much fruit. And um, I know I've been showing a, a picture of some tomatoes. <laughs> Every week I said, so I changed it up for you, man. He says apples today. Yeah. <laughs> and as you see, I don't know if you ever picked apples. You know, how many have picked apples in your life? A lot of city folks in the house. If you pick apples and when they're out there, when they're just ripe, those apple trees, sometimes they're just full of apples. You just, they're, they're everywhere. They're all over the floor because there's so many of them. And that's exactly how your, your spiritual life should look. You should be bearing fruit. And we've been talking about the, the, the beauty of bearing fruit is that the tree doesn't eat the, it, its own fruit, right? It's, it's providing fruit for others. And, and the same thing goes for you and I. Many times we're a tree that's so self-consumed and so selfish that we're not able to give. We're not able to give fruit. We're not able to be a blessing. We're not able to help others because we are so consumed with ourselves. And that's exactly where the enemy wants us. He wants us so caught up in our circumstance, and our situation, that we, we can't even be a blessing to anyone else. And so that's why Jesus says, abide in me and you'll bear much fruit. And, and, and I want to bear fruit. And I know that deep down inside, whether you're bearing fruit or not, you want to bear fruit. How many want to bear fruit in this place? So we can bless someone, right? So we will not be so consumed with ourselves. Glory to Jesus. And abide, it means this. It means to remain stable or fixed. To remain in place. And that means that we have to be aware of him. That means that when we're walking, we have to be sens sensitive to the fact that His presence, we carry it. And so that's why we have to be careful what comes out of our mouth. It, it, it matters what we say, what we do. It really does matter. To the world, it doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe you know, we, we grew up in a world or we live in a world that it doesn't say what you want, do what feels good, just do you. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we need to be aware of it. We need to remain in Him in order for us to really bear fruit and live out our purpose. Praise the living God. And we talk, we've been talking about four essentials and how we abide. And the first one is we must surrender to God. Yes. We talked about surrender. We talked about humility. We talked about obedience. And today we're going to talk about faith. All these four, they're intertwined. They work together. They're connected. You need them all. You need them all. They all work together. Sometimes they're working all at the same time simultaneously. Sometimes we're focused a little more on one area. The, the, the Holy Spirit will lead us to one area where we need to focus on maybe our obedience. Maybe it's our humility. Maybe we need to surrender to, to God again and it's okay. Sometimes our path gets a little bit crooked. 
He wants us to, to straighten out our path. And so today we're going to talk about faith. And faith is such a powerful, broad topic. And I'm not sure I can talk about it in just one day. So we'll see where we get today, and then we might finish it off next week. Or, um, because in two weeks we have a special guest speaker. I want you to be here in two weeks. She's powerful. She's full of the Holy Spirit. She's anointed. And she's my wife. Yourself, 
Because see, all of us, whether you're a person of faith or a person who lives in fear, right, we experience the same things. We all experience the same things. It, it, it just matters whether where we're standing. We all go through suffering. We all go through trials. We all go through tribulation. Some of you may be going through that right now. You may feel alone right now. Well, guess what? We all have those moments. What the difference is, is where we stand in those moments. Are we leaning towards fear or are we leaning towards faith? My next question is this, and this is an easy one. How many in the house want to please God? Amen. We should all want to please God. That's an easy question. Now we, we're going to talk about how we're going to do that, right? Book of Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. And then we're going to jump to verse 23. It says this. And the Lord said to Moses, Send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the twelve ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the, the Lord commanded him. He sent out twelve men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from their camp in the wilderness of Paran. Let's jump to verse 23. When they came to the valley of Eshbon, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes so large, so large, that it took two of them to carry it out of hold between them. They also brought back samples of the pomegranates and figs. And so let's talk about this story. You got, you got the Israelites who were in captivity, and they were slaves in Egypt. First they were there because they wanted to be there, and then they became slaves. For 400 years they were living in, in, um, in slavery in, the, in Egypt. God lifts up a, a mighty man and his name was Moses. And Moses goes back to Egypt to, to set his people or to set God's people free. He goes, back to, he goes back to Egypt. God performs some powerful miracles. And the, the, the president or the pharaoh, that's what their, their president was called, the pharaoh of Egypt, he says, get out of here. Take your people and go. They leave, they leave Egypt, and they're going to the promised land. The promised land was the land that God had promised to, to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob and had promised to them. So they start their journey to the promised land. Many miracles happened on the way to the promised land. About, it took about two years for them to get to the border of the promised land. And when they get to the border of the promised land, Moses sends out these spies, 12 of them, 12 of them. He sends all 12, and he says, go scout the land and tell me what it looks like. Check it out. And so they went, and they returned. They returned with some of the fruits we just read. They said the cluster of grapes was so large, it took two guys, two men to carry it. So they, they saw, they all saw that it was fertile. They saw that it was fruitful. They saw that it was a blessed land. All 12 of them did. But 10 of them came back and they were afraid. 10 of them came back and said, yes, it is fruitful. Yes, it's blessed. Yeah, look at it. We see the evidence. We see it. But there's some giants there. But, but, but all the, we, we're never going to be able to conquer the people who live there now. But there was two guys, Joshua and Caleb, who said the opposite. They were in faith. And they said, I, I, I believe we can take it. I believe it because it's, it's our promised land that we need to go take that land. So ten of them were full of fear. Two of them were full of faith. Why were they seeing something different? Why did 
they see something. Two out of ten see the fear of the situation, and two of them saw the, the possibility or the faith in it. The issue is this, is that we see things and the people around us as we see ourselves, right? So we think, we see things as, as we are. That might be a slide up there, it might be. So what am I trying to say? If you're a trusting person, you're a, man, a person of faith, you're going to be seeing other people with, 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 with some possibilities, right? If you're living in faith, you see somebody who's done that, you, see, you can see the, the potential in them, right? Because you're, you're living in faith, so you're, you're more trusting and, and you trust. In other words, if you're on the bridge, you don't think it's going to fall down. But if you're a suspicious and fearful person, and you see everybody around you the same way. You see them like, ooh, I can't trust them. In other words, when you're on the bridge, you're like, I hope this bridge can hold us up. Right? Because you're living in fear. You're afraid that the bridge won't hold you up because we see things as we are. Sometimes we see them because we've been hurt. Sometimes we've been, we see them in a certain way because we've been uh, destroyed. We've been let down. We've been isolated. We've been abandoned. So sometimes that's why we can't live in faith because all we've experienced is let down. And so we, 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 we live in fear. How many are with me right now? Amen. Twelve people see the same thing, yet they come back with a different story, right? See, because people who live in fear, they can take any conversation and add fear to that conversation. Look, I got some, some good people I know, and I can't even, I don't really call them often. Because I may call them and say, hey, how are you? And then, there's nobody in here, honestly. There's people that I, I'm, I'm being honest. You know, people in my, my, my life, you know, that from the past that I thought, how's everything? Like, everything's good. I said, how's the church? I said, man, the church is doing powerful. Holy Spirit is moving and lives are being changed. And, you know, there's some ups and downs, but God has been faithful. Hallelujah. And I've talked about some Christian folk come back and tell me, oh, but you, you got to be careful. Be careful. Because <laughs> they're living in fear, right? And sometimes there's, a, there's good advice that comes to We just got to be careful what we're listening to. Right? right? Because if we allow fear to creep in, then all of a sudden we start living in fear. Right? And that's not what God called us to live in. So, so let's look at this. Uh, verse 27, you're not going to see it up there. Verse 27, this is what the people uh, in fear said. They said, we went into the land which you sent us, and it flows with milk and honey. Here is its fruit, but the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. And they go on to keep complaining. The ten spies. But the two spies, Jake, uh, Joshua and Caleb, they say this because they see it through faith. They say, Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Here they are. Here they are. That's a choice to make, right? And so the Bible says that Moses went to the, the, the tabernacle and started seeking the Lord's face and and the Lord said, oh, the people ain't ready. They didn't pass the test. Go back into the wilderness. That's what the people wanted. They said, why did you bring us out here to die? We were better off in Egypt. We were better off, right? We were better off in the wilderness. You want us here? We're going to go in there. We're going to die. And so then God said, okay, fine. Y'all don't trust me? Go back to the wilderness. And they spent the next 38 years in the wilderness doing circles, right? 38 years. Because people who speak fear make everything 
a worst case scenario. People who live in fear, they reject encouragement. Have you ever tried to encourage someone they don't want it? Because they would they rather stay in fear. Because fear, in, even in the worst of it, brings security. Right? It's this weird sense of security in our fear. It's crazy. Whereas a person of faith says, let's go. The person of fear says, I don't think we're ready to go. See, because the person who lives in fear prefers to wander. I, I know the Holy Spirit is speaking to some folks, right? Because uh, he's speaking to me. Because fear, we have to be careful because it's contagious. It's contagious. But luckily that in the kingdom of God, there could be 50 people who are content, who have been infected by fear, right? And it only takes one to rise up and say, no, 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 it's time. It's time. And church, I tell you here, City Reach Church, I tell you this, it's time. Church. It's time. It's time we, we start living in faith. See, this isn't about coming here for one sermon and going home and say, I checked the box, this is good. This is about a transformation of our mind, yes. of our heart, and of our life. Right? This is something bigger than just coming to church on Sunday. Because this ain't about City Reach Church. This is about the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Right? We're just part of his kingdom. Somebody needed to hear that. Maybe I just needed to hear it. Praise God. People who live in fear not only limit themselves, but they limit the people around them. Careful who you're hanging around with. This is the cry of the people. Uh, chapter 14, verse 1. The, the whole community, this is the Israelites, they began weeping aloud. They cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus to protest against Moses and Aaron. And they said this, if only we had died in Egypt, or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Fear equals complaining, right? Yeah. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? See, because if you let it, fear will determine your future. We cannot allow fear to determine our future, right? That's why we got to begin to live in faith. And, and I'm going to say something else. This is a little bold, but uh, if you make a decision and it's only based on fear, it's only based on fear, it's the wrong decision. Yes, it is. I'm saying that again because yes, it's, it it's, it's bold. Right? Yeah. If you make a decision and it's only based on your fears, it's the wrong decision. Exactly. See, because people who constantly feed their fear forget about what God has done to them. And we just see that these people who are complaining say, you brought us here to die. They're complaining. They're crying. They cried all night, the word says. They cried. And those people, guess what? See, they forget that God had just opened the Red Sea for them a few months before. They forgot all the, the plagues that God had sent to Egypt, and they forgot because they were living in fear. When you live in fear, you forget what a powerful God he is. You forget what he just did for you yesterday, right? Because we're living in fear. Fear is satisfied with your present, with where you are right now. Fear is happy there. It's satisfied. And sometimes when we're living in fear, we're like, oh, I'm good. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. 
You can't move, but you're good, right? right. Oh, I'm stuck, but I'm good. <laughs> right? I'm in some quicksand. Yeah. Oh, but I'm good. Right? Yeah. That's the voice of fear. Okay, okay, but I'm not taking the test. 
not taking the test. Too many of us are, are, have been skipping some tests. We run, we, we avoid them, we try to delay the tests. But you can never get away from it. See, because 38 years later, the people of Israel found themselves in this very same place. Facing the very same test. Test didn't go away. The test didn't change. The same people were in the promised land. Right? Truth is, the only reason they went in was that some folks died. There were some people who lived in fear who had to die. In order for some other folk to say, come on, let's go take that land. It's time. I keep, see, see that younger generation kept saying, I keep hearing about that fruit. But I haven't seen it. But I believe it's there, right? That's faith. Those people, but they, they said, I heard about, I heard the cluster was so big, they said two people had to carry it, right? And then I got faith that is there. Because people keep talking about it. Because God said it's there. So I'm tired of eating manna. I'm tired of having a dry mouth because I'm living in the desert. I'm tired of eating sand when there's fruit for me to eat.
God is so faithful. He's been so good. So you're living in faith. You're talking positive. You're not focusing on the negativity in your world. You're like, I'm going through it, but God is definitely with me. I may be going through it, but this too shall pass. This too shall Because his word says it. Sometimes we're in a situation that we think is going to kill us. Right? How many have been there? I've been there. And guess what? The next day, I was still alive. Yeah. Right? Faith. To know that that's going to pass. That God's going to carry me through that thing. Yes. We got to be grateful to God in the good times and the bad times. Yeah. A person who's living in faith can give thanks to God when all hell is breaking loose. When there's no money to pay the mortgage, God, I give the glory. Lord, I honor you. I refuse to live in fear because you are my provider. Hallelujah. See, people who live, who feed their faith, that's who God wants you to be. People who feed their faith, they live until they die. People who feed their fear are already spiritually dead, even if they're breathing. So you may be breathing, your heart may be beating, but if you're living in fear, your spirit's dead. See, because the Bible tells me in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says this, And it is impossible to please God without faith. And I asked earlier how many wanted to please God, and everybody wrote their hand. This is how you do it. Impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that this table's here, right? Believe that God exists. And that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Church, we never get rid of all of our fear. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that fear doesn't creep up on us. I'm not saying that there's moments when we can be fearful. That, that's normal. The danger is when we begin to feed that fear. Right? We need to starve it. We need to starve our fear and begin to feed our faith. See, because when your fear is heavier than your faith, you feel threatened, right? You feel afraid. You feel paralyzed. Hallelujah. But we begin to live in faith. We start to feel boldness coming to us. And, and, and we talk about those four things. You need some humility in this, right? You start living in humility. You start living in faith, right? All of a sudden, you start to feel a little more confident. Because you just took the test and the Holy Spirit gave you the answer, right? Yes. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit's with me. Oh, maybe at this job, nobody serves the Lord, but He's with me. He's called me to be the light. I don't need to participate in every conversation in my job, right? Because I'm living in faith. Because God's called me to be a difference in this place. Hallelujah. Church, this is how we counter our fear. I'm going to just read this real quick. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through uh, 31. It says this, and this is the disciples in the new church. The church was spreading the gospel in Jerusalem. They were starting to, to live out their purpose. And the religious folks got up and said, start to threaten them, start to persecute them. And this was their prayer. This is the church prayer. They said this, and now, Lord, hear their threats. And give us your servants great boldness 
and preaching your word. Stretch out your hand and healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Look what happens in verse 31 when they began to put their fear and their threats in God's hands. Look what happens. The Bible says this, verse 31. After this prayer, the meeting place shook. Woo! I believe God wants to shake up in this place today. He's already shaking in your heart. He's already shaking in your spirit. But the Bible says that the meeting place shook. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they preached the word of God with boldness. That's how we combat fear. We combat it by what? Trusting his word. Taking it back to him. Sharing our fear. We say, God, I'm afraid. But I know you're with me. I'm not sure how to do this. But I know you're going to show me the way. I don't see a way. But I know you'll make a way. Because you are the way maker in my life. Because the Bible says 
that on that day, right, there's going to be some folks before Jesus that say, well, Jesus, I accepted you, and I did this in your name, and I did that in your name, and I did all of that in your name, and I was at church, and I did this, and when they did outreach, I was there. The Bible says that Jesus is going to look and say, I don't know because you never trusted me. Because you never trusted me. You didn't trust me with your life because you kept it. You didn't trust me with your time because you took it off for you. So you just gave me the extra what was left. You didn't trust me with your money because you're never tired, right? You didn't trust me. So guess what? I don't know you. You might have thought you did some things to please me. But the fact was you were just wandering in the desert. Trying to look good, right? Avoiding the test. And I'm going to say this. When it comes to tithing, that's what Jesus says. God says, test me in this. Woo! Some people who know what I'm talking about because they live it, right? Right? But there's some other areas in our lives that we're just wandering, brothers and sisters. And we're wondering why. And I'm going to close with this, this slide. And it says this. If it comes up, it says your eternal, not just your earthly legacy, but your eternal legacy hinges on the, your ability to take steps of, of faith or risk for the sake of his kingdom. I don't know what kind of legacy. Maybe you're like, I don't even care about a legacy. You may not care about a legacy. But he created you to make one. You were chosen to create a legacy here on earth that will follow you into eternity. Right? Church, I'm not here to scare you or, or, or I'm here to love you so we can start what? building an eternal legacy today. Church, can we stay? Father, we thank you, God. We honor you first in this place. We honor you first, Lord, in our hearts. We honor you first in our minds, God. Lord, that you would begin, Lord, to change the way we think, Holy Spirit of God. Lord, I come against the spirit of fear, which paralyzes us, which doesn't allow us to move in our purpose. I come against that spirit right now in the most powerful name of Jesus. We cast you out in the name of Jesus. There is no room for you in this place right now. Oh God, that we will begin, Lord, to, to believe your word. Begin to trust your word. Now, no matter how long we've been serving you, God. Today, that we will begin to step out in faith, God, to honor you. Oh God, that you will begin to make a way in so many hearts in this place right now. Lord, I pray for a spirit of encouragement over your people. God, that they will begin to know and, and, and believe that you love them, that you are for them, that they are not forgotten regardless of what they've done, regardless of what they've done, regardless of where they've been. You are faithful. You are faithful that you would bring us here today, God, to honor you, to humble ourselves before you. Lord, and to just present our 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 lives as a living sacrifice of food. So 
the Holy Spirit of God, I thank you for your presence here. I thank you for your presence here, Holy Spirit. For it is you. It is you who lead this thing. This is yours, Holy Spirit. Never out of Oh, God, we honor you in this place. We glorify you in this place. Name of all names. That every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Church, if you've been far from God, if, if you've been wandering, if, no matter what title you may hold in the church, sometimes we wander. I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith today. I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith and come forward today. We would love to pray with you. But even if you don't need prayer from someone, that you would talk to God. But I believe we need to take a step of faith, a risk today. So God has spoken to you today, and I know he has to many of you, to most of you, in fact, if not all. Say, church, come forward. Let's pray. Let's be honest with God. Let's give him our fear today. See, because there's all this potential in this house right now. Potential's not enough. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.